I just want to tell you, I'm the one who is supposed to take care of everything. I'm the one who is supposed to make everything okay for everybody. But it just didn't work out like that. And I left. I left you. You never did anything wrong. You know? I used to try to... Oh, forget about you. <laughs> I used to try to pretend that you didn't exist. But I can't. You're my girl. You're my little... You're my little girl. And now... I'm an old, broken-down piece of meat. And I'm alone. And I deserve to be all alone. I just don't want you to hate me. podcast directed by so we are moving on through darren aronofsky's filmography and now we have arrived at the wrestler starring uh mickey Rourke, basically playing himself uh a man who uh got into fights and broke his face so (laughs) you know okay i had the i've been i've been ready for that since we decided we were gonna Look, do darren aronofsky i was waiting to i had a very similar i didn't have as negative of a tone <laughs> when i expressed it um there was a guy uh who i've not talked to in uh, a few years at this point but uh the i used to talk movies with a lot uh he was younger than me so i dismissed his opinion uh, obviously entirely <laughs> He fucking loved The Wrestler this year, and I have a memory of watching uh, the Oscars with him for this uh, 2008. So uh, Mickey Rourke uh, loses. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, if you if you're one of those people that uh, are there people that go back and watch the Oscars, and, like, <laughs> I I'm almost guarantee up. there is these fucking nerds. Well, God, okay, spoiler alert: he loses to um, Sean Penn for Milk hmm. uh, this year, and I. I remember liking Milk when it came out. Uh, I think I watched it on, on video. I haven't watched it since. I don't know how it holds up. Um, and I didn't really have a dog in the fight that year. I'm like, oh, Sean Penn was good, and Mickey Rourke's good, and, you know, whatever. Um, but I just remember this this guy, and since he was younger, I'm going to say this kid was crestfallen. It was like his first Academy Awards heartbreak. Uh, we've all got uh, one. He, <laughs> yeah, it happens to, the, you know, all of us at some point. Um I'm trying to think what mine was. Um, I don't know if it was heartbreak, but I think, I think my first one, Dave was, um, LA confidential mm. being steamrolled by Titanic. So I wouldn't say that's heartbreak cause it was so known that it was coming, but I remember being very passionate about LA confidential I think, that year. I think mine was Sam Jackson losing, uh, best supporting actor for Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And that was before I had seen Ed Wood. So I was like, fuck that movie. 
That's terrible. Well, you, you sound like my mom, so there's a compliment <laughs> I give you, because she's never, to my knowledge, watched Ed Wood because he beat Sam Jackson. I, I admire and, that level of pettiness. Uh-huh. Like, I really do. I don't have that in me, but I love that. That's. I mean, I still agree with her and you that I, if you give me a vote, I'm going with uh, Jules yes. in Pulp Fiction. Yes. But they're both uh, very speak- good performances. Like, yeah, Martin Lynn. It's not like he was bad. And yeah. so this is what I was saying to this kid. I'm like, well, you know, Sean Penn Milk was good. Like, you know, you like that movie? And he's like, no. This was like this was you know and is I guess the Mickey Rourke performance. This will be like the definitive. I don't know if he's wrong. I mean, twelve years later, I'm like, if you're going to like that was the the peak. I mean, you you may have people that prefer pre broken face, as you put it. He's a good looking like, guy, man. Tragic. I liked him a lot in Diner. You know, he's a charming, mm-hmm. charming fucking dude, and his voice was also quite a bit different than yes. his old man voice with probably a lot of booze and drugs Oof. and cigarettes but um he's he's probably right as far as like the what people remember mickey Rourke as it probably will be the wrestler if they have to go to a movie role so in that regard that's kind of sad but i was like you if i if i was getting into debate with him i'm like but is it you know isn't he kind of playing himself like isn't yes. that a little too much and he didn't want to hear it he, he was going with the iconic status as his the basis for his case of mickey Rourke. so i'm presenting it to you now dave where do you stand on that as far as an actor you know i guess using their own reputation to to bring um you know bring the emotions out in their performance and maybe from the audience do you give that more credit or less credit when you're watching it mm, that's interesting i think um i think i give it credit as long as you're not making it a habit right if you do it once i'm okay with it <laughs> but if you're just continuing to play yourself for your whole career i'm like okay adam sandler i'm looking at you uh like you know I'm good on that. I've seen it already. So, <laughs> so, so parental of you. <laughs> don't make a habit out of this. I mean, kid. that's how I feel about it. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't have a problem. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a problem with, like, okay, this is, this is something that's in that person's wheelhouse. They're using their own experiences to fuel this performance. I'm totally fine with that. Um, uh, but if you kind of just like continue to go back to that, well, it's like, okay, we've seen this performance before. We've seen you do this already. But I think this one really works maybe because there was such a long time where like Mickey Rourke kind of wasn't around. Um, like he was off doing his own thing. And like, what was his comeback? Was it, was Sin City before this? Yeah. A yeah. few years. I think it was 2005, but I mean, I don't know if it would be to regular people because he, Unlike the rest of the cast that they were really selling on Clive Owen, Rosario Dawson, Jessica Alba, uh, Bruce Willis, Mickey Rourke is covered in makeup. Yeah. Like to look as close to the Marv character from the comics. You still get that voice. Yeah. But yeah, I would say that was his comeback to maybe cinephiles, but I would say the wrestler is for most people as far as like, oh, there's Mickey Rourke. I haven't seen him in yeah. 20 years. That's true. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what the gap is from like, what fucking like nine and a half weeks. Right. Right. I don't know. Dude disappeared. Like, yeah, it's, um, yeah. So the other thing that's interesting is we kind of talk about him playing himself and bringing himself to this role, but apparently the original, the person who was originally going to be cast was Nick Cage. Like that was the original. Could have done it. He absolutely could have done it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different. It's maybe not as, uh, heartfelt as far as, you know, uh, cause Nicholas Cage certainly has, 
ups and downs. And uh, it's interesting to like I've I've seen an interview with him where he sort of speaks on how the internet has embraced him again after <laughs> making fun of him. Yeah. Now it's like hey hey. You can't make fun of Nicolas Cage. Only we can make fun of him because he's our guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we all true. we all enjoy his shit. And he, I, I think he's just kind of perplexed, but like you know, pleased. Was like, well, I, I mean, <laughs> whatever. I'm just doing the same thing. He's like, I don't know why some people dislike this, but now they now they embrace me. Uh, Keanu Reeves kind of yeah gone through a similar thing, except he's more, I think, uh, socially applauded for his actual like. Uh, non-professional uh, lifestyle as far as his, you know, charitable giving just seems like a good dude. Um, yeah, that would be Nicholas Cage could certainly do this sort of grandiose wrestler character, and he could have that father-daughter connection. And you know, he's a talented performer, yes. as Ebert called him, actor, not actor, performer. Um, and playing a wrestler—that's what it takes. You're a performer. Um. I don't think I would like it better than this. I don't think so either but, because I think especially the wrestling stuff and the work on the mic, like that would be way much bigger um, mm-hmm. than what Rourke is doing here. Rourke is kind of underplaying. And frankly, I think that's like that is his wheelhouse is that kind of understated performance, which is why maybe stuff like when he was in the Iron Man franchise maybe doesn't work as much because he's got to go I, really big. I, I love <laughs> – I really hate – like, I remember watching Iron Man 2 and be like, this is trash. Like, this is, and it was one of those movies I watched with my dear friend, uh, Jared Dotson, who I do sober cinema with. And he had to go to work that day. He worked a night shift and I convinced him to go watch like a four o'clock matinee, uh, with me. And he had to go immediately from Iron Man 2 to work. And I said, like, come on, man, you know, put you in a good mood. It was opening day and, the, you know, the first my, one was uh, good. Last, this is going to make it work. Those are my it. last words for, you know, I'm convincing. I'm like, man, how do you miss on make it? It's Iron Man two, Iron Man one. We liked it. J- just throw him out there. You know, just throw the ball out there again. Robert Downey Jr. Put him in the metal suit and we got Mickey Rourke, Sam Rockwell. And it's sitting there watching <laughs> this movie, not digging it myself and him stewing. And I knew he's stewing because he's got like a 10 hour shift like, to look forward to immediately after. <laughs> and this thing is hot garbage. I tell you what, man, I've rewatched it. Uh, and I kind of dig, like certainly compared to the other Marvel villains that would come afterwards, Mickey Rourke as obnoxious whiplash, <laughs> just being a troll to a rich guy who feels like you've stomped all over my father's legacy. And now I'm going to eat the rich. What, what, it kind of works now. Lie. Like that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some interesting accent work being done uh, by Mickey Rourke in that movie. Who cares? For sure. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was just like uh, the other thing like that was impressive in this movie is like I mean, realistically, like what what he put his body through. Not only in getting ready for this movie, like getting into just like prime physical shape. But, like, all these sequences, all the wrestling sequences, like, I mean, I don't know exactly how these were filmed, but especially, like, all the hardcore wrestling stuff with, like, the staple gun and the broken glass. I mean, it was just like, holy shit, dude. Like, <laughs> what are you doing to I yourself? would imagine that uh, wrestling fans or wrestlers, professional wrestlers themselves, would really applaud this film yes. in that regard. Um, I can't remember, because uh, I'm not in that world. I, You know, even as a kid, I never got into... It was WWF then, WWE now, but I can't remember. There was like a wrestler, uh, I read a bit of trivia 
that looked at this and was like extremely moved yeah. by, I guess, like how they portrayed, you know, his chosen profession mm-hmm. and also like other athletes, how they are discarded when they can no longer yeah. physically amuse uh, their fans. That being said, I also did like, you know, speaking of Aronofsky's warmth, which just kind of continuously surprised me as I rewatched these for this month. I don't think the fans are ever looked at as like, uh, total assholes either. Like the ones that are like coming out to see him, like at these, <laughs> this little like, you know, small convention they have where it's like five dudes, mm. like, you know, they have their own, uh, gear. Still got VHS tables. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think like it's portrayed as like, oh, these people are pathetic and so are you. I think those thoughts run through, uh, this character's head yeah. that like there's got to be more than this. Um, yeah. And and he goes back and forth as far as like should he just get a regular job? Is he is is he is it a sad existence him like hanging on, or is it positive that like? <laughs> and I have to admit that I told Jared Dawson, uh, my friend, that I was, I'm setting you up. This is my rope a dope for you to use another <laughs> sporting analogy there. Um, that as I watch this, I was like, I have to do an episode of the Wrestler with Dave because the sequence uh, it's a great scene at the end of the film. Where Marissa Tomei, well, we mentioned earlier this month as the stripper with the heart of gold, um, comes to him. This is her moment of having that heart of gold and tries to stop him from going back into the ring because he has been warned by, you know, physicians like your body can no longer. You will die. This, this don't level. do this. Um, don't do it. So he, the, the film sets it up that he is going out to his death because. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had this falling out with this, this daughter that he attempted to reconnect with. And then, you know, they're not boozing and having sex with some woman with a fireman fetish, <laughs> which like we've all been there. Screaming we've banshee all... in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> Who hasn't, you know? <laughs> Who among us? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't think that, that works with your, your daughter who has, you know, uh, very earned trust issues with you. Yes. Abandonment. Um, Marissa Tomei comes and tries to stop him. This sequence, I want you to drop the clip. I want you to, if you can find it, drop the clip. Or you know what? Uh, pull up your copy, hold the microphone to your laptop, whatever you've got to do. Make sure that our dear listeners understand my point of view of you, my dear friend. And as I explained to Jared, I've got to do this podcast with Dave because I need an intervention with him. And the intervention is about his Twitter usage. Because <laughs> Marissa Tomei is like, you don't need to do this. And I'm thinking, Dave, you don't need to get on Twitter. And his response is like, your heart. My heart. <laughs> My heart's still ticking. Yeah, but the doctor this said. I know what I'm doing. You know, the only place I get hurt is out there. The world don't give a shit about me. I'm here. I'm really here. What do you call that? They can't hurt me like in there. I can only be hurt out in the real world. And I'm, I'm like, please, for the love of God, Dave, it's going to kill you. It will kill you if you go back log on to Twitter again. Just do not do it. I know you have your own entrance music when you you queue up the app. You get ready for one of your interactions and tweets, but it will certainly fucking end you. Uh, please don't do probably it, Dave. True. I don't and then Jared said, how weird is it that you want to do an entire podcast? And in fact, maybe even a whole month just so you can do this bit about Dave it's entering the Twitter bit. ring. I mean, 
It's, it's not weird at all. I'm not mad at it. That's, that's a good bit <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I remember. So this just may be like the the side of me that knows that Marissa Tomei is a stunningly gorgeous woman um, and wonderful in this role. It's like that. I mean, I, I get his perspective in that moment, but I'm also like, you fucking idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> Go home with Marissa Tomei. That is what would what would Costanza do? George Costanza would kill to have Tomei come try to exactly. save him from this. Exactly. On the other hand, Costanza would still fuck it up somehow. I don't know how exactly, but it just wouldn't end happily for him. Yeah, but say what um, you will about Costanza. I was just like rewatching Seinfeld. I rewatched the whole thing uh, when I was unemployed because what the fuck else am I doing? Um, and mm-hmm. good use of time. Yes, absolutely. That guy gets gets laid a fair amount. On that show. He gets his. More than you'd expect. Well, he uh, drapes himself in velvet. What do you expect with a man with that confidence? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So you know there would be a moment for him, and that that would be enough. Even if you did fuck it up later. Like, that's that's pretty good. Rissa Tomei, not bad. So it's it's tough for me. I think because, like, she is so gorgeous, it's hard for me. That moment is hard for me when he makes that choice. I'm like, eh. I don't know, man. <laughs> if my heart's going to give out, well, I don't want it to be in the ring. I want it to be with Marissa Tomei. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Logically, I can I can follow that line of thought. Yeah. I'd, look, man, I'd do the same. You know, I'm no better than you in that regard. Which I don't I don't know why I'm phrasing it that way. I don't think 99 percent of the population, no. oh. <laughs> men or women, yeah. are are better than accepting the overture from uh, Marissa Tomei. This was kind of her comeback, right? I mean, it's like she. Didn't seem to be in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I, she's uh, always why, great. Why she? I mean, yeah, why she ever needed a comeback is depressing, uh, and also why she's now playing like fucking Aunt May. Uh, hot nothing Aunt wrong May, with her though. performance. That's... <laughs> hot Aunt May, but like, why isn't she like a superhero? Like, Agreed. I don't understand. Like, what's what, what is wrong with this? Yes. Um, I I don't know, man. I actually kind of buy that that i guess arc like it's oh the arc works it's just like yeah (laughs) it's an aesthetic thing for me (laughs) like i think if you cast someone else maybe it works i i mean i think that they you know her she has her own um you know i'm mentioning like why'd she ever come back it's interesting to sort of i guess that the meta uh take you can have on her playing the stripper that she's constantly referred to as old and like she has to prove herself in some sort of extra way mm-hmm. other than just being nude and gorgeous in front of these men they're asking her like eh, there's gotta be something else because there's you know why wouldn't i just go with someone younger who inherently has more value and uh it's you know it fits with the the arc of this wrestler yeah. who also has you know it, it's the prime it's, quote unquote it's the male version yeah. of it. it is just a meat market where it's like he has to keep himself looking younger he has to tan he has to dye his hair blonde he puts all of these drugs in his body mm-hmm. did you read the bit of trivia by the way that the guy in that sequence uh that is telling him like oh you can get this this and this actually was arrested by federal agents for doing that very thing i believe like, it Ar- aronofsky just cast like <laughs> a, a roid head i mean in- apparently okay. uh mickey rourke is not the only one playing himself in this movie so. yeah so I mean, what do you, what do you make of the? Do you think that's just sort of like you know, it's just like they skim the water on the Tomei thing as far as like how women are quickly discarded just through their age? Because there's nothing about her physically where it's like, oh, you can't, 
you can no longer be a stripper because you just don't have it anymore. Uh, but they they have characters espouse that that she's she's over the hill. Yeah, I mean, way. I think it's a sh- a shallow look at it. I think it, it's it's not doing a lot of work with that character in terms of what she's going through with that. Like all you get is like people say that she's older, and I'm going to get a younger model, and she has a kid. Like those are the things that are <laughs> that are getting. She in the way seems for like her. she has to apologize for right. It. Like when she and the outside world, she has to say like I'm I'm a mom. Like I'm so, I'm sorry to ruin the fantasy that I'm actually a person. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think Mickey Rourke does a lot of the heavy lifting in that um, I don't just look at it as like, oh, look at the sad man who thinks the stripper actually likes him. Like there's there's a little bit of that, but I, I think that he he plays Randy as a genuine character that yeah. is really just looking to be treated as if he has some sort of value in the world. And unfortunately, he's lived a life where he is – uh, not reciprocated that. Like right. that's. I mean, he owns up to how he's treated his daughter, as far as in some ways that 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 she would just get in the way of him seeking, um, seeking that feeling from strangers that he had no room to to give any to someone that he should have when he, right. he has that responsibility. But when we get to that ending, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I think there's the expectation that when she comes to his his home and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to do this thing. So if you want to catch up with me, like, you know, it's it's some version of a cold shoulder." Mm-hmm. I think they are setting you up for the expectation that it's like, "Oh, she's she's going to have her grand gesture, right?" And he'll come to his senses. And instead, he's just fucking Dave, just you know, pulling up the feet again and just getting in there to in the mucky muck to hear people say like, "Oh, you like the fountain? You're stupid," like and. I mean, I see it every day. <laughs> well, not every day, because I don't get onto it every day. But I, I, I'm aware that you're killing yourself, and you don't listen to me. So, nope. I always know when Mike logs on because I always get some interaction from Mike. <laughs> well, basically, because you are my feed. Like it's like because you're the only one. The algorithm's like this is the only person you interact with. I mean, true. Uh, I have other people. Like my other co-hosts are. You know, they do fuck all as far as promotion. <laughs> so they're never on Twitter like me. So the only co-host I have is is just. A uh, tweet from Dave four days ago. Tweet from Dave two days ago. Here's one from seven days 19 ago. Nineteen tweets I, from yesterday. Oh, Dave was I, Dave was I having a bad pick. day. <laughs> Which one do I want to be a smartass about? And then I hibernate again. Yeah. So whenever I get these interactions, I just text Mike. And be like, "What's your problem? What is?" <laughs> well, you usually know like I'm awake. I yes. just pull up my phone, check everything. All right. Yeah. Sorry, good morning, Mike. Um, <laughs> All I'm trying to get at you, Dave, in this intervention is that I see people hurt themselves and they won't stop. And I, I'm not Marissa Tomei. I can't get you to stop. But if your level, if your threshold is you have to be Marissa Tomei, we have issues, Dave. <laughs> is that not coming around the corner? Is that what you're telling me? I don't God think so. Damn it. I don't want to, you know, for you to give up on hope. But, you know, we, we have to establish some sort of baseline. Yes. Uh, yes. Marissa Tobey's to not walking through that door. That's, that's yes, yes, at. Patino. Yes. That's true. Absolutely. Um, so I think one of the things that really surprised me about this movie, about Mickey Rourke's performance, like we've gone on about like, oh, he's playing himself, but it is a very good performance and very heartfelt sure. and very surprisingly gentle, um, which was not something I was expecting out of this movie because you know it's called the wrestler he's in peak physical shape you know it's a very physical performance but that that scene where he, uh he and marissa tomei are shopping for his daughter it's one of the sweetest things i've ever seen it's adorable 
Like, he's an idiot. Like, he doesn't know what his daughter likes. And, like, even the whole, like, I think she's a lesbian. And I was, like, cringing at that moment because I was like, oh, God, he's going to say something terrible. And he was like, does it make any difference for what we buy her? And I was like, oh, what a, what a sweet, lovely way to look at this. That, that is sweet because, unfortunately, going back to Twitter, Dave, um, our culture now of – uh, you know, there is a way to speak from ignorance. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean you need to kill somebody yeah, in a kind ignorance. way. Yeah. Uh, like it's great when people say, I don't know something. Do you, do you know something? Can you, can you tell me? Right. And you know, I, <laughs> unfortunately, um, uh, you know, I'm, I've leaned so left as far as like the way I want, the, I, I certainly need <laughs> our government to go left because, I, I hope to live another day. Yeah, if we like, go any more right, uh. <laughs> um, but the the culture around that of like that everyone should be uh, as well versed as you to your own experiences. Uh, it's always shocking to me when people seem to take offense when someone asks a question. And they're like, why don't you do your own fucking research? And it's like, what? <laughs> like, some of that I understand as far as if, if you're asking for like, uh, hey, uh, hey, Twitter, uh, is there a, a tanning salon in my city? Right. Well, you probably better serve by going Google. to Google. Yes. But if you're asking someone like, uh, you know, I, I went to this place and, you know, I, I think it's, uh, doing, uh, some some problems here to my hair. I think it, it's getting bleached. Like you, you also uh, tanning salon Twitter account. What do you think? And if they said, <laughs> "How dare you ask me that?" Like without like that's what your whole account is. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, there there is going to be a limit of uh, you know putting people in their place for their ignorance, and I certainly don't think Twitter has reached that yet. But I I do like it. Like that sequence. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thinking like okay, this guy's probably a little. You assume a little conservative. He does have a, a, a sort of a dismissal of Kurt Cobain. Right. As far as <laughs> I mean, he sleeps underneath sh- an American flag. There's, that's always kind of a, a yeah. clue there. Yes. Um, there's all sorts of imagery where you you would think you know this guy, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I, it's incredibly. Um, I'll go back to warm where you have someone saying, I don't know, I just don't, I, but I want her to like it. Whatever it is, you tell me. I don't care if I look stupid. As long as she likes it. And even when he gives her, he goes with the gift, his version of it, of like, this looks cool, which is just total like wrestling garb. Yes. Garish looking thing. <laughs> and he sees her reaction when he gives it to her and it's like, that's not your real present. Like, like he, it's a he great little moment. Knows that didn't, that didn't play. Um, uh, even when he's playing video games with the kid who is just like, so, you know, over playing this old Nintendo game, uh, and talking about Call of Duty. Like, he's such an old man. Clearly, he does not care about Call of Duty, but he knows it's important to this child, so he tries to engage yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. Why are you on Twitter? This is the episode where I keep telling you people don't act like it this is. on Twitter. They don't. They don't it's act true. like, oh, I'm not interested in that, but you are, and you know that's what makes you tick. Like, let's learn more about you. Not at all. Yeah, no, it's no. not like that there. Um, and of course, the other scene, kind of probably the most well known scene, is when he's talking to his daughter um, as they're just kind of like walking around, spending the day together, and it's it's heartbreaking because. I I feel like everything in him wants to ask for her love, for her forgiveness. And he just says, I don't want you to hate me. And that is just like so brutal. Like this is like the bare, the barest minimum you could ever get. Like I just, I know that I've made mistakes and I just don't want to be despised anymore because it hurts. And it's like, oh my God. 
Yeah, I have to say I haven't felt that since high school because I uh, I remember any sort of young lady that I had <clears throat> any sort of uh, you know high schoolish romantic entanglement with, I <laughs> I would have the very wrestler moment of like I hope they don't hate me because I still have to deal with them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that, but that that came from a selfish place of like it doesn't cause me pain if they hate me. I just can't get away from them right now. Um, but yeah, he. He legitimately knows. It's like he doesn't. He doesn't believe that he's deserving of love in any regard. Yeah. Uh, but he just can't bear, can't bear the thought of of her. Like I, I guess it's a way of removing himself in some strange way from her life. Like don't let me be something that like ruins your existence. That will like, disappoint you like, again because he knows he's yeah. going to. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I really have come around. It's like he probably should have won the Oscar for this. I, and I say that I started the show saying I've not rewatched Milk. I, I'm not doing a direct comparison, but, uh, I certainly think the wrestler and Mickey Rourke as the wrestler comes up far more than Sean Penn as Harvey Milk. Yeah. Well, you know, the Oscars, they love themselves a biopic like this is. <laughs> so, and this is, uh, what if they just said this is the Mickey Rourke story? He's playing Mickey Rourke. Oscar wins the Oscar, guaranteed. That's all they had to do. Sad but, sad but true. Like that's, you know, going back to Twitter, you motherfucker tweeted about the Oscars. That one got a smart ass response from me because I'm like, really, Dave? We're gonna do this. Yeah, it's, it's October. Uh, the Oscars, if they have one, which they shouldn't, is gonna be what in April 2021. Who knows? And there you are, leading the film Twitter charge, talking Oscar shit. What did I say? I don't remember what I was talking I don't know, about. But it's gonna kill you. It's going to kill you, Dave. <laughs> stop it stop it now <laughs> mike is mike is the doctor who refuses to call me randy and it's just no you cannot do that and that's that's actually another moment i really like where you know he's like you can't do anything strenuous and it's so interesting like his whole identity like he he feels like he's only good at one thing like the only thing he can do is be a professional wrestler well even so his response their- is just like are you fucking kidding me? No. He has a job briefly, uh, working at Delhi, uh, by the counter. <laughs> Even his exit from that, uh, there has to be some theatricality. Is this a little dramatic? Him. Yes. He puts his hand, uh, like right up against the, the, the meat cutter and just then wipes his face in blood. It's like, oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's doing a bit. Yep. Like, I mean, it's, it's real and it's like terrifying because you're seeing an actual meltdown. But it's not that far removed from the, you know, the performance art, the theater that he does, that he, he, he can't like remove himself from that, that world. Because right. if he does, he's going to his, you know, sad trailer that just reminds him of the eighties. Like he's taken all of this excess and just put it in this small, sad space, yep. uh, completely alone. Um, there's probably a good reason I've not rewatched this one a lot. It's not exactly um, <laughs> uplifting. <It's... laughs> I'll, I'll just tie this up with uh, going back to my buddy Jared. Uh, a good movie experience, because he actually really liked this movie. He, he was a wrestling fan as a kid. I don't know if he still is, but um, he liked that, I guess, the respect that it, it gave mm-hmm. to those guys. Um, <laughs> he had a totally different read of the ending of this movie. Totally different. Because I, I came out seeing what I'm seeing now, like, man, what a... It's just like, you know, there's, there was an opportunity there maybe for happiness and the guy, like he just, he didn't believe in it. So he just goes to what he knows and presumably to his death. Yep. And Jared's like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
He, he goes out the way he lived. He goes out with people who loved him. Like, you know, he goes to his, and he's like, that's the way, if you, and you know, he was, I don't think Jared saw the fountain, but he was basically saying like, we're all going to, he's like, you know, do you want to kick around a few good years, try to be uh, a non-hated absentee father who shows up and gives your, your daughter like shit that she doesn't want, uh, presumably have, uh, a brief fling with Marissa Tomei. Yes. I don't know where you're going, Dave. <laughs> yes, <know>. yes, yes. <laughs> Jared's point of view was it's all going to come to an end and it's going to come it's in circular fashion. It's going to come very back to the place he's, he's at now and he'll just be back at it. So he's going, he was, his point was he's going to die in the ring. <laughs> so my buddy Jared's get it over with. He was get it done. Ram jam going into the ring to die. It was like a rah, rah moment. <laughs> it was like, fuck yeah, buddy. <laughs> Off the top, I love that Jared's like a blaze of glory guy. Like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's. let's He's totally not in real life. He is uh, absolutely uh, afraid of death, and (laughs) will try to avoid. I mean, this COVID has not been good for him. Mm. Although it's only he's embraced the lifestyle totally because he kind of already was. Yeah, he was ready. Shut in. He was trained Um, for this. But yeah, telling him that there's death with any human that uh, interacts with you or speaks to you, not good for his psyche <laughs> no, either. Uh, there's something great. about my podcast hosts where it's just like they're they're all they're all broken people, including this including one. Including you. Yes, it's true. No, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to even get into that. That is a long discussion. So. Ass to ass. I'm fine. <laughs> well, thank you for proving my point. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> all right uh the wrestler's great it's a great performance by mickey Rourke. weirdly kind of underrated performance like and i think because of some of the reasons that i brought up at the very beginning that it does feel like he's playing himself but there there's a lot to this performance too like you can you can be typecast to still give subpar performances and that's not what this is like this is pretty incredible. And in you bringing up kind of the respect they give to the people in this industry, as far as I know, I think there's actually a fair amount of professional wrestlers or ex-professional wrestlers that were involved in this movie that are in this movie as actors and behind the scenes workers. So it was clearly important to the people who made this film to like pay them their dues here. And I, and I think you do, you do really get that. And I think, I think one of the most upsetting moments of the movie to me is, I mean, there's a lot of upsetting moments, let's be real. It's a pretty, it's a downer of a movie, um, even though it does have that warmth that apparently Aronofsky has in a lot of his movies, which is not something I would have thought at the start of these couple months, but here we are. But there's a scene where he's at one of those signing uh, days, right? And you see him look around and the camera just kind of pans from his vision and you just see these broken men. Um, you know, one is, you know, he's, he can only urinate in a bag attached to him. Like he has a catheter and it's like, and he has this moment you can see where he's like, I just want to get out of here. Like, holy shit. This is, this is who I am. This is my future. Um, so maybe that is a weirdly uplifting thing about him going out in this blaze of glory. Like he's not going to slowly fall apart anymore i guess uh that's like the most positive spin i can give to the end of this movie but i would still like to go out in a blaze of glory with marissa tomei instead just saying i'm not disagreeing with that final point. all right i'm just saying it's not likely to yes so let's let's not count on that that's fair 
That is very fair. All right, um, so that is it for the wrestler. So in our next episode, we are moving to his Academy Award-winning movie, Black Swan. Um, so until then, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, uh, where I should not be, um, it's at Directed by Pod. Did I make that point? I think, I think a I couple times. Yeah, I think I got that subtle point. That subtle Aronofsky-style point that you were getting across. Just wait till we get to Mother. I'm going to bring it back to Twitter oh, again. Oh, there's plenty there. Uh, and if you'd like bonus episodes or every once in a while when we get one out early, uh, you can get access to that if you donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash a podcast directed by. Teeth with the white lights, magic pink sleeves of cashew.